What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Hey folks, it's John from A's for Alcoholic. So this week is a little bit different. And this week, Jerry is off. He has spent the last week, well, the last many months, but the last week moving to Arizona. Um... He has family down there, and so it's been a big, big transition for him, and he needs time to basically, you know, unpack the life that he has just packed up. So all the stuff that comes with that, family and Christmas and all those things, and I was going to just put up a Patreon movie review episode, but I had some thoughts today, and normally I don't sit here and talking to the void um i i much rather prefer you know conversation but i thought that it was uh the thoughts kind of just rolled and they kept coming and i thought that i would share them with you if you are interested patreon.com slash a i f a uh we'd love to have you there yeah so he's in the middle of that he's got the big uh steaming plate of reality as we always like to call it, that he's working on. And I guess things do steam a little bit more in Arizona than they do in in Oregon. Um, So the thing with Christmas uh, is that the holidays are hard, can be hard for everyone. They're not hard for everyone. They can be hard for everyone. Um, But I think for alcoholics, both um, practicing and, and recovered, it's difficult because not only are we dealing with family situations and those can be strenuous, not, not always, but I'm going to talk about mine. And family has always been something that's been difficult. That's, uh, been not difficult to be around sometimes difficult to navigate, difficult to create a space and a time where we can all come together and do our thing. Um, but more importantly, this, the holidays tend to, you know, things tend to slow down. Our businesses close, our schools close, there's lots of winter breaks. Even the work that we're doing at work is often less than because everyone's getting ready for the holidays and our focus is like shifted toward family and toward friends and often toward celebration, whether that be, you know, um, Christmas or otherwise. And in those times, there's a lot of free time, right? There's a lot of extra time to, sometimes we drink, but I think 
for my alcoholic brain, it's a lot of extra time to think and um, not be distracted with the day-to-day, daily grind, that kind of stuff. And so drinking is very easily something that comes up for people. Hey, we'll just go have some drinks. Hey, you know, I mean, I guess it's noon somewhere, right? Those those jokey kind of, you know, things we we say to give ourselves an excuse. And um it it comes to me that this time of not having all of those obligations of being free and and again I'm you know five years sober or whatever it is but it gives us a lot of time to reflect and what happens is is if we haven't made time to reflect and we haven't processed what we've reflected on it's like well fuck it we'll just drink I'll just drink I'll drink you know well I won't I don't need to think about my feelings I'll just drink you know and so it occurred to me that that this is, we've been doing this all year. So this is not something that has kind of just been compressed into the two-week winter break or, you know, the Christmas and New Year's thing. And we now have, we've, we've been doing this. So, so when I, when I look back to times where I would wake up at 8 a.m. and crack a beer and go, well, you know, this is as good as it gets. Might as well enjoy it. Might as well have fun. I don't want to think about anything. Uh, I feel like the lot of us, and and many of us in different ways than 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 others, but we've been sort of building up to this. We've I've had plenty of training. I've had plenty of <laughs> days and weeks and months of either sitting in the house or trying to work part time and feeling anxious about. COVID and and money and all of those things. And I think with the shutdowns this time around, I'm in a little bit of a better place, both, you know, well, definitely financially, uh, mentally, emotionally prepared for it. I kind of know what to expect a little bit. A lot of the uncertainty is gone, at least in what I need to do on a day-to-day basis. <sighs> still shelves in the store. The, the toilet paper shelves are still empty in some of the stores. But um, it's it's as if I have a little more time to reflect. And I feel like um, that's an important part of the recovery process for me. That, um, that in those times of reflection, I go, okay, why do I behave the way that I do? Or why do I choose to do this? Or why do I, um, you know, just why do I do the things that I do, right? What are my habits? And if I can kind of pull myself out of myself and, and reflect on this and look at this and go, oh, okay, I do that, and then I do that, and that's what I do at 10 o'clock, and that's what I do at 11, and that's what I do at 12, and even though I'd much rather be doing this, or I'm really glad that I do this now instead of what I used to do when I used to drink, and so this year, even with everything, I mean, I'm not going to see any family. I'm going to be in this house, (laughs) in this room, 
uh, alone and and not alone, but I'm going to be, you know, by myself. There's no large groups to be had. There's no parties to go to. Uh, none of that business. But it occurs to me that in all of this time that I have been building not only not only in the five years of plus recovery, but also in the last nine months that I've been building up a different set of tools uh, of being able to spend more time by myself, of being able to find more and new creative ways to reach out to people and to make things happen and to connect with people and do the things that I still want to do and be safe and be comfortable and not drink in times of stress. I probably was closer to, you know, financial. I've, I've never been so financially scared in a very long time. And in fact, probably ever than I was in March. And I learned that, oh, okay, I can make it out of that. And so what did I do? And who did I call? And what were the things that I, and so these tools start to accumulate over this last year. And I think about that as well as with, um, with my recovery. And I now can pause and take a moment and figure out those tools and use them and put them to use. And, you know, I know that New Year's is coming too. And there's a, I have this natural inclination to turn the page on the calendar and want to have a fresh start. And there's a big pessimistic part of me that goes, well, it's not going to change anything. You know, I look back like, we thought the year 2000 was going to, everything was going to end, right? And so the turn of the page of the calendar is really something that I don't think is going to change things. And I don't want to necessarily indulge the pessimistic part of myself because this is the Christmas episode that almost wasn't. But I, I, I also think that those changes... And we get we get exhausted from hearing this, but they have to come from within, right? So I have to be the one to change it. So it doesn't matter whether I start my resolution on New Year's New Year's Day, or if I start it in September, or if I wait until my birthday in March. None of this stuff matters because it has to come from within. But I do want to look and sort of um, look on the brighter side of some of these things. And I've been so fortunate this year. I've had so many blessings. I've been so lucky. I have found ways of getting in and around and through obstacles that I never thought possible. I never thought that I would have to deal with these things, right? Because I'll just, I can always bartend somewhere. I can always wait tables somewhere. I don't have to worry about money. If I'm broke this month, I can always go get a job somewhere else. And then... Come to find out, no, you can't figure it out. So in that, no, you can't figure it out, I figured out a lot of things and I still, there was all these blessings and all of these things that, um, that to me, I'm really grateful for. And I, I, I can't, I can't thank the people who have helped me enough. I really, really can't. Because it's been a hell of a year, and it—I'm not even one of the one of the ones facing some of the worst pain and suffering going on in the world right now. 
and in this country. Um, but that's not to say that I am completely and utterly in, in gratitude all the time. Um, you know, I, there's this, the phrase existential dread has been memed to death. And certainly this year, I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been memed for a long time now. Right. But this year, especially, you know, the existential dread, the existential crisis. And it's very true when you think about it. It's a crisis to our, to our, to our existence. So I can't even think about, you know, if I'm going to buy a new pair of running shoes when I have to worry about whether or not I can feed myself and how many bags of rice are left at the store and how many I should buy and do I have four months worth of food and blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but I had one of these moments and I was sitting here and I was working on some podcast stuff or some computer stuff. <clears throat> and um, the the thought that came to mind was that this was everything that I was doing, everything that I had been doing, my life up until now <clears throat> was absolutely fucking pointless. That it was absolutely fucking had no purpose What? so ever and it didn't matter and um i was like yeah it doesn't fucking matter and and that that thought popped in my head and i started to entertain it and i felt horrible about it and i was like i don't want and i just wanted to i wanted to lash out i wanted to act out i wanted to break something but i'm i'm the only one here so <laughs> any any harm I'm going to be doing it's going to be to myself and I didn't think that that was gonna be the best and um then the thought came to my head wouldn't a fucking beer be nice like a cold beer like something frothy and um you know I I don't know I was probably thinking of something crisp like a Heineken or but it wouldn't fucking matter right it doesn't matter what it is. 15 years ago, I still remember that morning, 8 a.m., it was a Budweiser. Um, <laughs> and that was that was one of those moments where I had the existential dread, and I was like, woke up hungover, and and like, well, this is as good as it gets, right? The, uh, the, the, um, the sort of acceptance and also the sort of giving up, like, this is as good as it gets, man, so whatever. And in that moment of wouldn't a beer be nice, I always do the thing where I play it out and go, yeah, a beer would be nice. And then you would have one and then you'd have three and six and nine and a bottle of vodka. And there's those three bottles of red wine you got at that party. And I keep them in the house, you know, because they're good for gifts or whatever. Uh, and not to mention, there's tons of other liquor in here. You know, I don't I don't live alone all the time and so there's other people's stuff in here so there would be no shortage and I'd be able to drink as much as I want and then there would be broken relationships and friendships there would be obligations that went undone there would be unpa unpaid bills all the filth you know then you stop washing your sheets and your clothes and um I would say you stop shaving and getting a haircut but that's that's a that's a an actual choice that I'm making these days We'll see how long it goes. Um, but, but, um, so I think that all the way through, and I go, okay, well, the beer's not the answer. And the existential dread about 
what is actually going to happen and how is the world going to end and it's probably going to end today and I probably should you know that's that's the thing if it ends today I should have the drink maybe it's going to end next week when it's going to end horribly and it's going to be miserable and dystopian this and uh end of the world that and late stage capitalism blah 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 and I go wait a second okay Whatever you've been doing, you need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to go drink some water. You need to go outside. You need to go for a run. Um, and 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 I did those things. I don't think I went for a run, but I think I went outside. And I just got some fresh air. And the thing that I've realized is that it's, it's the relief that I want. That's what I... That's in my mind, in my alcoholic mind, it's the... The beer, the wouldn't a fucking beer be nice, um, sits in for the relief that I actually want. And all of the work that I've put in, all of the tools of recovery that I have developed and gathered, it's like, this is what it's about. It's for these moments. This is my crisis in that moment. And, you know, from the outside looking in, it probably doesn't look that bad, right? Uh, what's, what's up with that dude just standing in his front yard? sighing at the sky like whatever um but we all know that sure it might look okay from the outside but it's not always the case inside our own heads so i had the tools i did the work and everything moved on it passed and i didn't feel so scared and i didn't feel so um worried and i didn't feel so stressed and so I don't know, I think I probably like went and ate an apple and, and just sort of took it easy. Stopped what I was doing and took a break, right? We all just need a break. Sometimes that's all it is. And it's just the relief. So I was really relieved um, to not to not have to have that beer. And I get it. Easier said than done. I say this a lot. It's true. But in recognizing that it was the relief that I wanted that I could go and look for it somewhere else was something that is so huge in my recovery and so big. And I, I don't want to, I'm not here to espouse any advice. Um, I don't want to say, well, go ask for help. Look for somebody else to help. Get your gratitude list together. Because I don't think that any, that doesn't that doesn't really help me when I'm in those moments. Um, what helped me in that moment was knowing that that craving for alcohol, that even even five years on, and when I think that the obsession has been lifted, that there is a counter argument to that that is now stronger than the argument for the beer. And, um, so I think if you're listening to this, um, you might be interested in making today a little bit better than yesterday, right? Looking for some relief. And, um, I, I don't, and if you're in some sort of program of recovery, if you have been for a short period of time or for a long period of time, um, you probably have some of those tools already. And in those moments of crisis, in those moments of, you know, 
fuck existential dread. There's the alcoholic dread. That takes over everything. Who cares whether I live or die? I just need a drink, right? So I think in those moments you go, okay, well, wait a second. Here we go. The war in my head is on. I need to, you know, I need to get the troops together. I need to figure out what needs to be done. All right. This is something that there, there's something to combat those, those negative feelings. And that's the, the, the thing that occurred to me just about Christmas and about drinking and all of that stuff. Um, and that I have to stop overthinking myself and just use those tools. Stop thinking myself into being feeling sorry for myself and being somebody who doesn't use those tools. And I don't use them perfectly all the time. And I still falter constantly and I still feel guilt and shame for stupid things that I don't need to for things I didn't do or should do I should do you know what I should have done gosh you know what you should do but I don't want to so I don't and then I feel guilty and it's like well why didn't you just do it John now you're a double loser because you knew what to do and you didn't do it anyway because you listened to the lazy part of you and oh and see you're lazy so now you're a triple loser and so stop overthinking and go get the glass of water and go for the run and eat the apple and um, reach out to a friend and go do something fun. Or even, heck, I haven't done it in a while, but I've been thinking, wouldn't it be nice to play some video games? So any of those things, whatever those things are, um, finding those things that I can use to take myself away from the thought of drinking this five years on and I'm still thinking about drinking. So if you have those tools, know that you can use them and you can implement them whenever you want. And, you know, if you are somebody who's new to this, if you're some, I mean, seriously, if you are listening to this on Christmas day and you're hungover and you've already had a beer, or maybe you're thinking about having a beer or you're drunk and you found this somewhere, somehow. Um, I guess I understand because I was there and I remember the living room and I remember the kitchen and what a mess it was. I remember waking up on the couch and the couch is one of those like itchy thrift store couches that kind of has like the, the brown and orange and yellow like plaid thing we've all seen one or owned one at some point um and the the old comforter that wasn't mine but and it just smelled like a boy's house a 20 something year old boy's house you know it just ugh so i remember all those things and i remember thinking now this is as good as it's going to get so you might as well get fucked up and it was only 8 a.m. And I was really hungover and I was probably still a little buzzed from the night before. And so I decided to start drinking and I did. And I that wasn't, there were many of those days, but that's just one that I thought of. Um, or I should say one that I, that sticks in my memory of having that, those, that internal monologue, but not having anything on the other side. So if you're there, I, I can only say that I understand and that I empathize. And, you know, I... I mean, aside from Jerry, I was the drunkest person I knew. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, and I never thought that I would be here staring, you know, 
staring at it staring at a camera and talking to a microphone and telling somebody that it's going to be all right but it's going to be all right um i've taken care of myself thus far and i haven't let myself down to the point of i mean i'm i'm not dead right i've been pretty bad but i've always found a way to take care of myself and i keep finding better and better and better ways so um if you are just finding this new I can only say that help is available, that you can ask for help, that there are plenty of places and people and ways. I mean, in 2020, that did not exist 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, it's there's a lot. So um, reach out. Reach out to me. You know, A is for alcoholic at gmail.com. You can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I will, I do my best to get back to everybody in, in a timely fashion, but, um, if, if you need to finish the beer, finish the beer. It's fine. There's no need to feel guilty about it. We're alcoholics. We drink. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what I did. So I, I get that. Um, and, but I also know that in, when I quit, when I finally quit, like I could not imagine the stuff that I have done since getting sober was not only, it was unimaginable in that I, I didn't even think about it, right? It wasn't even an option. It wasn't even in the scope of, of choices that I had to make. And so now I have those, that ability and those choices. And I guess all I'm saying is that you can have them too. You have them now. This just, it's a skill like anything else. It's like learning to ride a bike or drive or write your name in cursive. People still do that. I don't know. I'm going to be 44 next year. I don't know. So all those things, all that to say is that the tools are available. There are people here to help. Um, and reach out. Ask for help. Also, we'll be back next week. Jerry will be settled in somewhat, and we will be recording a fresh new episode for a fresh new year. And um, I hope you all have a great Christmas and a great weekend, and that whatever it is that is uh, troubling you, that you know that you have within you, the ability to work it out. And if you don't have the ability, someone else does. And they're going to be happy to help. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Stay sober. Stay well. And if you can't stay sober, you can always come back. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing, is that... um we we know you know i know we know why you drank we're we don't care we know exactly why we're just glad that you're back so take care of yourself merry christmas and we'll talk to you next year thanks again for listening our music as always is by neglect you can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com and you can find us on all social media platforms that matter 
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.